0: As I record this podcast, the state of Florida is getting hit by Hurricane Ian, which Governor Ron DeSantis just said this afternoon that this is the worst hurricane the state of Florida has had since the Labor Day hurricane of 1935. Now I wonder, what kind of advice for hurricane preparedness would Joe Biden have? (laughs) Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Women's Planning Podcast. I'm also the founder of Conservative Ladies of Washington. We are a group of like-minded ladies, and gentlemen here in the state of Washington, and we're working hard to advance the conservative movement by electing conservative candidates and educating and empowering Washington state citizens to stand up, speak up, and take action to create real change in this radical left state of Washington. It is a challenge for sure, but we are here for it, and we will not back down from this fight. You can learn about what we're doing and the issues that we are working hard on by visiting our website, conservativeladiesofwa.com. That's conservativeladiesofwa.com. There you can find out how to get involved. You can sign up to be a member. You can make a donation, and you can follow us on all our social medias. Now, if you're not in the state of Washington, I've got exciting news. We will be launching our national platform, Conservative Ladies of America, later this fall. So stay tuned for more information about that. Well, as I record on Wednesday afternoon, September 28th, the state of Florida is getting hit very hard by Hurricane Ian, Hurricane Ian made landfall about uh, three hours ago, so about uh, five o'clock Florida time, hitting in Fort Myer. Now, this made landfall as a category for hurricane, but it is strengthening, and it could actually be as high as uh, category five. But the biggest thing with this is that it is Um, It's moving very slow and it's bringing a lot of rainfall. So the state is going to have a lot of disaster. A lot of people are going to suffer damage to their homes, um, potential uh, deaths going on. Um, It's just catastrophic. And this event has been politicized. I mean, if you are a conservative, if you pay any attention to what's going on in our country, you know that Ron DeSantis and people on the left are um, very much at odds with one another, and people on the left really hate Governor DeSantis. I mean, it wasn't enough that he kept the state open during COVID. He didn't force masking. He didn't force injections. But on top of that, you know, we had him shipping uh, illegal immigrants up to Martha's Vineyard a couple weeks ago, and he is really probably the, the Republican leader that is standing up most to the Biden administration and their agenda and pushing back and standing up for the citizens of his state. So as he gets hit with this hurricane or his state gets hit with this hurricane, the left is quick to politicize this event. And as I opened my podcast and I said, I wonder what Joe Biden would say we should do to prepare for the hurricane. Take a listen to his advice. Let me be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or a natural disaster hits. Okay, so Joe Biden, who is the acting president of the United States, goes on national television to tell the people in the path of the hurricane that the best thing they can do to be prepared for the biggest hurricane in almost 100 years is to get vaccinated, because if they're not vaccinated, of course, you know it's going to be much, much worse for them. Well, he's not the only one. The CDC, if you go to their website and look up their recommendations for preparing for a hurricane, their very first bullet point is stay up to date on your COVID-19 vaccines. COVID-19 vaccines help protect you from getting sick or severely ill with COVID-19. Staying up to date on your vaccines makes it less likely that you will be sick with COVID-19 while sheltering or evacuating from a hurricane, and less likely to need medical services while hospitals are under strain from the natural disaster. Point number two, pay attention to the COVID-19 community level in your area and follow recommendations to stay safe. Take steps to protect yours and others' health while preparing for the hurricane. They go on to say, when you check on your neighbors and friends, be sure to follow the CDC recommendations to protect yourself and others. And it links over to another page. And of course, those are um, the CDC protect yourself from COVID guidelines. So the masking, the stay six feet apart, all that garbage. Now, when you're preparing to evacuate, they say, if you need to evacuate, prepare a go kit with personal items you cannot do without during an emergency. Include items to help protect you and others from COVID-19, such as hand sanitizer with at least 60% alcohol, bar or liquid soap, disinfected wipes if available, and multiple clean masks for everyone two or older. If you need to go to a disaster shelter, follow CDC recommendations for staying safe and healthy in a public disaster shelter during the COVID-19 pandemic. It just kills me that they still call this a pandemic this totally manufactured but i digress so then it links you over to another page that has um, guidance for public shelters and covid19 and the things that you need to do to protect yourself during a national disaster natural disaster at a public shelter Uh, during this pandemic because they're saying that the pandemic is, is still going on. So they are for sure going to milk this thing for as long as they possibly can. The left isn't only using the COVID crisis right now with this hurricane, but they're also using this hurricane as an opportunity to push their climate change agenda. So on CNN, Don Lemon is talking to this guy from the NOAA and the, the NOAA guy is giving him the updated uh, hurricane information and he's going over the radar and things like that. I'm not sure if this was from last night or or this morning, oh, it was from 2.58 this morning. So here's uh, Don Lemon asking this guy about linking this current hurricane to the to climate change. Look here, you can actually see, pretty interesting for your viewers, you can actually see a second eye wall forming around the inner eye wall. And that's basically the second eye wall has overtaken the original eye wall and that should arrest development. Uh, Listen, I'm just trying to get that you said you want to talk about climate change, but what what effect does climate change have on this phenomenon that that is happening now? Because it seems these storms are intensifying. That's the question. I don't think you can link climate change to any one event. On the whole, on the cumulative, climate change uh, may be making storms worse, uh, but uh, to link it to any one event – I, I would caution against them. Okay. Well, they, uh, Listen, I grew up there, and these storms are intensifying. Something is causing them to int- intensify. So this storm is just, it's a massive one. Its effects are also being felt uh, in the sun. Look here, you can actually see... These people on the left will use absolutely anything to advance their agenda. Forget the fact that you have millions of people in the state of Florida who are going to have their homes destroyed, there's going to be severe flooding, there's going these these winds are going to create a lot of destruction. It's going to be a huge catastrophic event and these people are worried about pushing their agenda. And you've got reporters and and people in the mainstream media who are taking this opportunity to smear Governor DeSantis. He is taking questions in a uh in a press conference that he did. Um, yes, this is yesterday. And one of the people that asks a question is really just trying to create drama and to make an issue and say, imply things that were never said. And the way that Governor DeSantis responds back to it is is really good. And I think this is one of the reasons why people push against him so hard because he doesn't take their crap. And, you know, he really stands up against them and the left isn't used to that. And so I think that that encourages them actually to keep pushing and pushing because I think that they are trying to break him, which I don't believe that they will be able to do. But this was an interesting exchange that he had yesterday afternoon. FEMA Administrator Priswell said today that she acknowledged concerns that Florida, as was said, lacks response to the storm so far. And that whoa, some whoa, of whoa. whoa. Give there. me a break. That is nonsense. Stop politicizing, okay? Stop it. We declared a state of emergency when this thing wasn't even formed. We've had people in here, you've had counties doing, uh, they've done a lot of hard work, and, and honestly you're trying to attack me, I get, but like you're attacking these other people who've worked very hard. And so so that's just totally false. Um, I don't think we've ever, certainly since I've been governor, declared a state emergency this early. Uh, we made sure that we were very inclusive with it. We said that there was a lot of uncertainty and, and we've worked to make sure um, the preparations that have been done and all the, the stuff, you talk to the people at the counties when they've needed something, stuff gets there very quickly because of what Kevin and his team have done. These reporters in the mainstream media and the people on the left, they are doing whatever they can to cause division, to cause strife and to create this narrative that um, people on the right are bad. People they disagree with are bad and they're not doing things right or whatever it is. But this is a huge uh, natural disaster that from everything I have seen, the governor of Florida, the mayors of Florida, all of the emergency management people have responded really well to this coming disaster. And now that it's hit them, um, you know, they are able, they will be able to roll out all of their emergency services and management and help clean up what is going to be a, a pretty significant uh, disaster there in, in all of Florida, because this storm is so huge, that it is moving across the entire state and is not just going to hurt the west coast of Florida, but it is going to move through Orlando and out the eastern side of the state and it and like i said it's moving so slow that it is just like wreaking havoc on the state of florida so god bless governor desantis i know yesterday i think it was early in the day that joe biden had contacted many of the mayors of the state and he was getting some heat because he had not contacted the governor himself and I think he responded to that heat by contacting the governor which should have been his first call but uh, in the end he did it and it sounds like Florida has requested um, to get the help of FEMA and it sounds like that is going to be delivered so all in all things um hopefully will be delivered for the good people of Florida. I was watching a press conference this afternoon by Governor DeSantis where he directed people who want to donate to the efforts. He said please don't send um Don't send stuff. If you want to help the people of Florida, the best thing that you can do is donate money. They're also looking for volunteers. Once this is over, they will need people on the ground. I will put this link in the notes, but you can go to volunteerflorida.org to donate to the Florida Disaster Fund. This is the uh, link that Governor DeSantis gave in his press conference this afternoon, so I will put that into the show notes so you can go donate please share that too because the people of Florida they are going to need a lot of help there's going to be a lot of destruction and devastation and I think it's appropriate that we do everything we can even if you can only donate 20 bucks you know that's uh something that is is significant and at least uh shows that that you care We have been keeping in touch with some friends that we have down in Florida. They're in the Sarasota area. We've been keeping in touch with them. They lost power this afternoon, but we're still able to communicate with us through Facebook Messenger. They got cell service back a little bit, so we're trying to communicate with them. They are safe. Um, Still super, super windy. A lot of rain. So please be praying for the people in the state of Florida as this storm moves through and then as the cleanup begins in the days and weeks and months, I'm sure, ahead head. Well, yesterday I went to the Washington State Capitol. I went to Olympia. I went down for a breakfast event with a friend of mine who is running for the state Senate in the 38th district, Bernard Moody. I went with him to this breakfast and it was sponsored by the state uh, Republican Senate. And uh, it was kind of a mixer for the candidates and for the state uh, Republican senators. So Um, got to go down and do that and meet some of the lobbyists and some of those people and other candidates. That was fun. After that, we went over to the Capitol where I met with a couple of our legislators, Representative Jim Walsh and Representative Jesse Young. Jesse Young is also running for state Senate here in Washington. And so if you are in his district, I believe off the top of my head, it's the 21st district, but I could be wrong. Uh, But if you are in his district, please vote for him. We have got to uh, get the Democrat out of that seat. And Jesse has done a great job. In the state house, and we um, are excited about him moving over to the senate. So, I met with uh, the two of them to kind of discuss conservative ladies of Washington and our legislative strategy that we are going to employ for the 2023 legislative session. As I've mentioned a lot of times on the podcast, this last session was really my first time really being engrossed in the legislative session. I had done a couple of things the previous session, but I'd never actually sat through hearings and listened to floor debates and uh, testified myself in a hearing. And so it was kind of a uh, baptism by fire, shall we say. And I got really involved. I testified quite a bit and I really felt like the Lord was showing me that the state legislator The state legislature is the place where I need to put my focus and where conservative ladies of Washington needs to put their focus because the state legislature, that's where the laws are being made. And if we want to turn things around in the state, we have to start with the legislature. We've got to start with the lawmaking. We've got to change the laws that are being passed. We've got to pass some laws and undo. I mean, there's so much damage that has been done. It is absolutely incredible. So I was meeting with these two gentlemen to discuss kind of a strategy going forward because I've been really thinking about how we could do it better because this last year was really just, I kind of got thrown into it. So I was just limping along, trying to figure it out as I went along. And at the end of the session, I really thought, gosh, if if we put together a good strategy, we can really make a huge impact in the legislative process. So that's kind of what we were talking about. We were joined by billboard chris Uh, chris elston is a dad from vancouver bc he goes around north america to the children's hospitals the hospitals that are doing the uh, gender affirmation surgeries those are the gender mutilation surgeries and he goes around to college campuses and he wears a billboard that says things like children cannot consent to puberty blockers And he gets a lot of counter protesters. I mean, he's just standing there wearing the billboard. He has a lot of conversations. And so he came down. To olympia from vancouver yesterday and he met with representative walsh and myself to talk about this issue of children under the age of 18 uh, being given puberty blockers and surgeries that are irreversible this irreversible damage that is being done to our children our minor children needs to be stopped and so we talked about that and we talked about what kind of legislation we could do around this and then we went outside to film a Facebook Live video with uh, Jim Walsh. He does a Facebook Live every Tuesday and Friday. It uh, it's usually a and A because people are always asking him questions. He's fantastic on social media, and does these every consistently every Tuesday and Friday. And so he said, "Let's go outside and do my Tuesday Q and A. It'll be a little different today, and I'll talk to you guys." So we did this live video about you know this very topic and. Jim talked about it from a legislative perspective, and then uh, Chris talked about it from uh, his perspective and what he does. And then, of course, I jumped in and talked about it from my perspective, um, especially as a parent who has been impacted by this and as the founder of Conservative Ladies of Washington and how we will be working to um, impact the legislature in the coming year. And it was actually a really great video. It got a lot of views and within it was like four to five hours and Facebook took it down, no reason, they just removed it. And uh, so poof, it's gone. And we we were very careful as we were making this video so as not to use any of the buzzwords that typically trigger the Facebook people. Uh, we were really careful about this. So my guess is that there was someone in the Washington State Democrat Party who saw this and did their part to make sure that we were taken down. And uh, that to me is the biggest sign that we are over the target and that we are a threat to their agenda. And it just disturbs me. I cannot for the life of me, wrap my head around the evil of people who want to do these surgeries cut off body parts of healthy children they and they will fight it they will fight us to the end and what I have to say to that is we will not back down this is the fight this is war I if you heard I you know last last week I did an episode this is war and I firmly believe this is a war I believe it's a spiritual battle but our children are the you know they're the targets of this war and I think that you have parents on both sides of the eye both sides of the aisle, regardless of their political persuasions. They don't want uh, children under the age of 18 to be having these surgeries to mutilate their healthy bodies. I mean, it's normal for kids to especially I mean, when you're going through puberty, that is an awkward time. Obviously, I can't speak for boys. But I know as a girl, it's a very awkward time, your body's doing these weird things. It's uncomfortable and you know there's a lot of stuff that's confusing as a teenager and i think during these days it's even more confusing than it was when i was a kid and you know we've got kids that are faced with this idea that gender is an identity and that you can choose between you know 50 100 however many genders that there's not just male and female and that you can choose so add that to the confusion of puberty And you've got a hot mess on your hands and these people on the radical left, they are exploiting it and they are using tools like Facebook and other social media platforms to advance their agenda and to shut down dissenting voices. And I think that needs to be a message to all of us that it's time to step up our game. It's time not to be silent. If you are one of those people who doesn't say anything about these kinds of issues because you're afraid of what people will think of you or the names that people will call you, those days are over and I am asking you to have courage, to be brave, to be bold, and to start speaking out about this because if we do not get everybody speaking up and being willing to stop their silence, we are going to have a huge disaster on our hands and they are going to... To destroy a generation of children. And I think that we, as adults, as Christians, as decent human beings, have a responsibility to stand up for these kids. So that was our interesting story from yesterday. And I know that Representative Walsh is going to put out another video about it since it did get taken down. And Hopefully, he'll put it up on Rumble or something where it can't be removed. And when he does, I will be sure to share that with you. But regardless, if you're in Washington State or any other state, they're doing this all over the country. So I guarantee they're doing it near you. Please go look up your local hospital and type in the search box, gender affirming care and see what pops up. That will give you a good idea of what's going on. Most hospitals are putting it out on their websites unless they have gotten public scrutiny about it, then they may have taken it down. But I would encourage you to to take that step and look at your local hospital and see what their protocols are and what services they are offering for quote, gender affirming care. That is a really great place to start. And if you find anything out, I would love to hear from you about that. All of my contact info is in the notes. So if you've got information about that, please do let me know whether it's in Washington State or beyond. I do know for sure it's in several Washington hospitals, including Seattle Children's Hospitals. And it is, of course, in all of our schools because Washington State is so woke. We're among the leaders of the woke. We're right up there with California and New York. So It's time to step up and be bold and speak up for our children to help save our children. So I'm going to leave it there for today. I encourage you to please check out the links below in the notes. And please consider making a donation to Volunteer Florida to help the Florida Disaster Fund and all of the people of Florida that will be impacted greatly by Hurricane Ian. And I look forward to chatting with you again next time.